Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Well, it's been a first-grade career spanning two decades and nearly 450 matches and when legendary league identity Thomas Lunawai runs out this weekend for the last time as a player, he'll be right where he belongs. Leading the Kiwis. Yes, how good. Facing leads. My old team. Thomas has locked horns with plenty of times himself during his illustrious Super League career and it'll be an important warm-up game for the Kiwis going into their World Cup. The preparation as a squad starts to feel at home in the United Kingdom. Well, it kicks off in a couple of weeks' time and he's on the line with us right now. Morena Thomas, how are you, mate? Good, Kimpy, bro. Good, brother. How are you? I'm I'm really good, bro. What's it been like, mate, being back in Kiwis camp? Yeah, it's been good, man. Like like normal, really. The boys are all welcoming, bro. It's um, you know, a good vibe here. Um, yeah, got a pretty talented team. So, um, yeah, just really lucky to be in and get to have a, you know, a little jam with the boys. Yeah, Thomas, is he here, bro? Appreciate you coming on. Absolute legend. Um, how'd this come about, brother? Bro, I'll be honest. Matt just rang me up halfway through the year, really. Or well, not halfway through the year, a couple of months ago. And he knew I was retiring. So, he, you know, I think they had this game teed up and... I think I don't know if they needed a few numbers or something, so he just said, um, "You fancy having a little run out and, and join in with the boys for the last game?" So you know, I was, um, yeah, I couldn't turn it down, mate. You know, I yeah. really enjoying it so far, and as you know, yeah, it's pretty cool, mate. What about your career? You know, how's the body holding up? You know, you've you've been you've been well. I coached you. That's how long you've been around. <laughs> um, how's the how's the body, brother? Yeah, this year, mate, I struggled a bit. I had a couple of injuries. I, I've done my knee mid-year and, and pushed. So, yeah, so I'm surprisingly, Gimpy has, has done all right, really. Um, yeah, I, I definitely knew this year would be my last, mate. And, um, yeah, but, um, yeah, all in all, man, I'm still, I am still had a run today with the boys. And, you know, that, that was pretty good. I'm a bit sore now. But, um, no, it was, it was good. Mate, two decades playing the game. Two decades, uh, you know, you've got so much experience. When we know you're going to come back and you're going to get back to the game, you're going to get into coaching quickly. Is there something that really stands out in that two decades, some some moments that you're really proud of, some moments where you've had to deal with some adversity? We all go through it as athletes. 
Yeah, bro, there's, there's been both of those, really, and you know, a few times, really. Um, as you know, Izzy, bro, um, ups and downs, roller coaster that it is. Um, man, um, yeah. you know, the highs are most probably the World Cup with the Kiwis. That was something that, yep. I suppose, opened my eyes, you know. I was speaking to Madge about it today, actually, and, and I said to him at the time, I don't think any of us in the team expected to win the comp, but it just shows what you can do when you you buy in and your your work really hard and you buy into a a purpose and you know and you know experiencing that was you know was great for me and then I've had some great memories in in, in rugby and and Wigan you know winning Challenge Cups and, and things like that so I'm incredibly grateful for that and yeah there's been some tough times man when you drop in form a few injuries yeah you know and um you know you just gotta you gotta stick through them but I think when you look back on those times you know they're most probably um positives really you know when you get through them so at the time they don't feel like that bro but looking back now you know they they sort of shape you bro and when you debuted and played for the kiwis and the warriors mate back in the early 2000s don't forget that that was a highlight of your career mate that one actually sorry that one that one at uh, north harbour stadium yeah that hundredth test thomas that's exactly right that was was awesome bro that was an awesome experience hey mate the, the squad going up there, you know, you just mentioned the 2008 World Cup win. Yeah, of course we were going to win that, brother. That was one of the highlights. <laughs> Out of my whole career, watching that with my daughter was one of my highlights, and I want to do that again this year. What do you think about the team that we've assembled? How how uh, confident, when you look at that squad and you're mixing with, it, with them at the moment, do you feel going into this World Cup? Yeah, I can honestly say I reckon it's the most talented Kiwi team I've seen for a very long time. Um, just across the board. I, I know we've had talented players, but to have the depth that they've got at the moment, like the forward pack, you know, good luck to Madge trying to pick that one. It's just <laughs> so many quality, quality players, mate. Um, they're all good people too, Kimpy, which is, is really good, man. Humble. You know, it was just, you know, suppose something I was, when you come into camp, you know, and you, you see these guys that are superstars, but just seeing how humble they are and, and good people, man, That that's also something that I, that's very important and, uh, you know they're long being great players you know they're, you know, they're really really humble guys man. Hey Tom, Thomas one thing I've, I've noticed last couple of days after the squad's been announced uh, you think to 2008 you flew under the radar like you said you probably didn't expect to win it so you were able to surprise many but now the squad's been announced everyone's predicting you guys to win it and, and win it so you are probably being tagged the favourites you know whether you like it or not so how do you or how does Madge um, um, encourage these guys or, or try and keep these guys uh, level-headed and keep their feet on the ground? Because, in all honesty, like you said, the squad is stacked and people are coming after you. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. It's maybe a personal thing the boys are going to deal with. I honestly mm. don't sense that when I'm here, though. Is he? I just feel like yeah, good. the boys are that humble and they're just yeah. you know grateful to be involved in the Kiwis. And, you know, you've got guys at different stages in their career. You know, you've got... You know, Jared and Jesse Bromwich said, you know, most probably towards the back end, this could be their last crack at it. So, you know, they've spoke about that. And, you know, there's younger boys there that will most probably get a few more cracks at it. But, you know, like, I suppose as we delve into the week, I'm I'm guessing it'll, you know, the chats will come a bit more deeper about, you know, the opportunity that they have got, man. They have got. And I think it's yeah. um, something that I think New Zealand Rugby League really need at the moment. You know, with COVID and what's going on back there, you know, it'll be be such a good thing for, for the New Zealand game, mate. So I think the boys all understand that. Yeah, me. Hey, Thomas, we all know about the Tongans and the Samoans, the Australians, the teams that they've put together, all strong sides. It looks like one of the, 
the strongest World Cups we're, we're ever going to see. Um, but what about the English side, mate, that uh, they've, they've assembled? You've played al- alongside many of those boys, and you, you know, of course, I've thrown it back in Sam Tompkins to captain them. What are they going to bring to the tournament? Yeah, they've had a most certainly a disrupted. Um, they've got a few guys pull out quite late, you know, some really good players, and they're Johnny Lomax, who I think is a fantastic player, Mark Percival, and they've both pulled out with injuries. So, you know, I think they would have loved to have had them playing. Um, I don't know how they're travelling here. The, I don't think the uh, English are giving them too much of a hope, but I've played with a lot of those guys. They're very good competitors. Um, you know, the conditions are going to even the game up a lot. You know, you know what it's like over here, Kempi, at this time of year, mate. Um, you know, then, you know, I think those those that's going to be a telling factor, and who can deal with those conditions the best is is going to you know, make them go a long way in the competition. So, um, you know, they'll they'll know those things. I most have the edge there, but um, yeah, um, although they might not be getting the, I suppose, excitement around what they're doing as much, but I know they'll be very strong. Is there much hype over there, bro? We're starting to get closer now to the World Cup. It snuck up on us. And like I said, I'm, everyone back in, in New Zealand is pumped for this Kiwi side to go and do the job. But what's the feel like over in the UK? Yeah, it's been pretty good. It's, it's ramping up a little bit. It's been quite quiet. But I, I, I live not too far from Wigan, bro. So it's a, it's a rugby league town, mate. So that's all they talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Coming here to Leeds, man, they're, they're all over it. So, um, look, there'll be some... I've heard the, the Sultan... Quite a few tickets, and you know, I think um, you know. Just slowly, I feel like it's sort of building here. Hey, Thomas, one last question before we wrap this up. Um, your mum and dad must be really proud of you, uh, James and Lenore, mate. And uh, you're obviously living halfway around the world. Is that where you settle? Is that where you, um, I guess, enter the next part of your career in coaching? Are you, you're looking forward to that part of it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Kimpy. And um, yeah, most probably will, Kimpy. I most probably stay here for the. For the for the next little bit, my kids are at school, all settled, and you know I've been I've spent most of my life here, so you know it's most probably where I call home. But um, I'm looking forward to coming back and seeing the family at Christmas time. I'm shooting back. I haven't been back for a couple of years with COVID, so I'm really really looking forward to that, bro. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm nice. mostly call England home, and uh, and now I'm looking forward to the coaching, bro. It's going to be a new challenge, you know. Um, you know, so much to learn, bro. But um, you know, obviously just keen to get involved. Future Kiwi coach, man, two decades of playing. Hey, Thomas, on behalf of <laughs> everyone in New Zealand, mate, the past and present players, but also the supporters and and everyone involved in your career, it's been wonderful watching you, mate. I think it's a great thing that you're getting to play with alongside the Kiwis and lead them out at Leeds um, in this warm-up match. But, mate, go well, and uh, we look forward to the next part of your career. But what a fantastic career it's been, mate. To enjoy talking to you this morning. All the best up there. Give the boys all the best around the World Cup, and we'll see you when you come over Christmas, mate. I'll come over to the yeah. to the old man's fare over in uh, Shipley yeah, Bay. Come Have on a beer, there, mate. for sure. Cheers, brother. That'll be good. Thanks a lot for that, Kim. Appreciate that. Cheers, Izzy. Awesome. Cheers, Thomas. S E N Z. Forty Test Kiwi, two decades, four hundred and fifty first grade games. Genuine New Zealand sporting legend there, Kimpy. You know the the hardest part to, to fathom is that he's finishing a kiwi he's finishing in a kiwi game mm. after two decades, like how hard that is to get to get to. He ran out in two thousand and three in his debut. It was a hundredth test between Australia and New Zealand at North Harbour Stadium, and we won that game. He played hooker that day. He played hooker, you know, and then he runs out in two thousand and twenty two. He won the World Cup in two thousand and eight. 
you know, it's fourteen oh, years ago. <laughs> when you think about it, for rugby league, you think, you know, I had a I had a thirteen, fourteen year career, but he's had twenty one years in the game mm. at mm. the top level. Unbelievable. It's a very long time, very long time, Kempe. And um, I, I take my hat off to to Madge and and. NZRL just giving him that opportunity to finish on his own terms and, and get another opportunity to represent the team, be amongst it. And you talk about all the time, that IP. You go back to 2008 when they last won it, he'll have uh, you know, instances and little situations during that, during that time in 2008 that he'll be able to share those experiences and, and help this team and uh, this year that are going in with different tag. They're going in as one of the favourites to win it. Um, but no doubt he'll be able to help so much more than just um, than playing the game. I'm sure Madge will be tapping into that for sure. And he's going to be a very, very good coach. I remember him sitting down with me when he first came in in 2001 as a kid, mm. and he was always inquisitive. What do I do? How do I do it? How do I keep improving? Yeah, and you're right, Kimpy. The the fact that he's well, the the asset he's going to be in his adopted home in the UK, while this squad is up there in his backyard, as they are favourites mm. now, is he? What an asset! After a five-year hiatus, action-packed wrestling is back for one night only. From the backyard to the big stage, the best wrestlers from all over New Zealand will battle it out at Massey Rugby Club on Saturday night. The show is organised by Mitchell Fells, who suffers from muscular dystrophy. His dream was always to be a wrestler, and since that's not possible, he's gone ahead and organised his very own show. All the proceeds will go to Muscular Dystrophy Northern to help with the purchase of essential medical equipment. Outstanding, right? Now we're lucky to be joined by Jake, the juggernaut Sheehan, the longest reigning and current New Zealand heavyweight champion. Good morning, Jakey. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing, lads? Oh, we're good, mate. We're good. We're up and about. We're all wrestling fans here. So, first things first, what's your wrestling name and what's your signature move? My, well, my wrestling, I go by my real name. You know, I'm not one of these guys that's going to have a fake name. You know, one of these idiots. Uh, my finishing move is a jumping pile driver. Oh. <laughs> a jumping pile driver. Do you have like a yeah, sign yeah, before yeah. you do it? Like, do you have something that you'd like put your hand up or, you know? Uh, like, you... No, no. Normally you put people in position for it. Everyone knows what that means. That means <laughs> someone's getting dropped on the head from a great height. <laughs> oh. <laughs> mate, how good. Honestly, tell us about your title reign, mate. The longest title holder in New Zealand. How long have you been wrestling for? I've been wrestling since 2013. So, bit of bit of a long stint, 10 years next year. Um, the championship run has been something of a legend. I, I'm not going to lie to you, lads. Um, I've been beating the best, the best of the best up and down the country. I've been beating boys much bigger than me. I've been beating boys that have come back from hiatus. They've been overseas, wrestling overseas. They've got an experience. They've come back home. They think they can dominate the scene now that they've had a bit of overseas experience. Run into me. Show's over. Is that you, Joey? <laughs> is, that, is that you, Joey, from Gisborne? <laughs> Who's your main? Who's your main influence, mate? Or do you have any main influence? How did you get started? In terms of uh, in New Zealand, uh, I went to a few local shows here. Actually, um, Impact Pro Wrestling is the longest running company in the country. So I went to a few shows as I was a kid. Um, got inspired by the local guys, and and now I'm kicking their asses. <laughs> 
<laughs> so good. So good. Hey, just promise me. Just promise me. If you ever make it to the WWE or WWF, just promise me you'll do better than the Bushwhackers. Well, I know that the one of the Bushwhackers has one of the shortest times in the Royal Rumble, so that's that's pretty 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 good goal to not beat. Um, <laughs> we do have some we do have a Kiwi, uh, Dakota Kai that's in WWE at the moment, and she's doing fantastic. She's a current um, women's tag team champion, so she's doing awesome. Mate, is that a, is that a dream? Is that a dream to head over there? And if if you're able to, if you if you really want to make that dream come true, what do you have to do? Are you able to, to achieve that out of New Zealand? Definitely not in New Zealand. You you got to go overseas. You know, you've got to make contacts in like United States. There's definitely more possibilities in places like Australia. Um, over here, it's not really a thing you can do for a career. Um, but you know, it's a good good stepping stone to get you in those positions. Hey Jake, you must have a nice. story, mate, up against the Australians or someone like that, where you've dropped them on the pole driver. Have you got any of those for us? Well, there was a, a man in Australia called Mick Moretti. Uh, currently, I think he's got about five championships in Australia. He came over here in 2019 thinking I was going to be an easy night. Um, and about 20 minutes later, he ended up having a short little nap and staring up the ceiling while I pinned him. So, <laughs> it's a good night for the Kiwis. <laughs> oh, that is so good. You're a good man. What about the massive names flying in from all over the country for this event? Uh, who do you see being the biggest threat here? Cool. Well, in my match, um, I'm wrestling uh, a, a national, so uh, he is a Kiwi, but he's been in Australia for a while, uh, Link Van Haggard or Link Barnett. Uh, there's K9, who's from Invercargill, um, and there's Will Cutting, who's from Hamilton. So kind of like a bit of a star-studded affair, that one, not going to lie. Uh, in terms of biggest threat, I would say probably Link, Link Barnett. It just the international experience of wrestling people that I'm not used to in Australia. Might give him a bit of an edge, but I'm fairly confident I'm going to drop someone on their head, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jake. Jakey boy. Jakey boy. A lot of people listening, a lot of people watching will be thinking, wrestling, scripted, you know, acting, blah, blah, blah. How much is it? of it is real and how much of it is a little bit scripted. Once you, you know, give them a little wink, do they get themselves into that position so you can just really pole drive them? Not really. I'm going to be honest with you. There's a lot of people in wrestling, obviously some things are scripted. Uh, a lot of the stuff you kind of just do on the fly. Uh, injuries are definitely real. One of my best friends uh, who's a wrestler who's 27 years old just had to retire due to injury received in wrestling. So pretty... Pretty rough stuff. I mean, after my last match, which was a fan spin the weapons match, uh, I couldn't walk for a couple of days from stuff in that match. Uh, <laughs> and I've broken my hand. I've broken my hand wrestling, so you know, the injuries are real. Hey, Jake, have you come up with a with a new move? Have you come up with a new move that you're going to break out this weekend? Listen, when you have a run like I'm having at the moment, <laughs> and you have a move like the the pile driver that is absolutely flooring everyone. Hey, talk me through, talk me through your outfit. What's your outfit? Like every wrestler's got a fantastic outfit. We're wearing something spandicky. What do you got? Well, I have long tights, uh, obviously. Um, I have black kick pads. I have stuff running up my leg. I've got my logos on my side. I've got my name across my bum. Awesome. We love that. Um, I have ring jackets. I've got about four different ring jackets. Uh, I have masks. I've got about four different masks as well. 
So, I mean, if you jump on my Instagram and have a look, you'll see that I have the best gear in the country by quite some, oh, some distance. Beautiful, mate. Beautiful. We, we've had the, so much fun having you on the show. Quickly, before we let you go, who's your favourite wrestler of all time? Favourite wrestler of all time would be uh, Randy Orton. Oh, Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Oof. The man, the myth, the Undertake. Undertaker for me, my friend. Hey, appreciate you coming on, Jake Sheehan. All the best. The no reigning problem. champ. The reigning champ for the heavyweight division in wrestling. Good luck this week in raising some money for uh, muscular dystrophy, mate. Appreciate it. Awesome cause. Thank much. you so much. Will do. No worries. Have a good one, boys. <laughs> what a champion. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Joe, Park, Joe Parker should hire him. You, you gotta <laughs> just walk, for the chat. you got to talk the talk if you're going to go out there and walk the walk. He just thinks he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. That is not Ricardo. That is not Ricardo whoever's come through. That Patty, is not Ricardo Ball. Boys, this is a stitch-up. Hey, Izzy, have we finally got you? Do you <laughs> finally stitched you up? Oi, if you have stitched me up, I will be so gutted because I was right into that. <laughs> nah, he is fair dinkum. That bloke is real. And um, if you want to go see him, eventfinder.co.nz. This this weekend, Massey Rugby Club up here. Oh, Joe, are you going to go? Joe, yes or no? Well, yes, I'm going to go, yes. Okay, yes. Joe, we're sending Joe on a field trip. He's going to report back on Monday, boys, of how it goes. The NBL is underway for another season, and for the first time in a long time, the Breakers are at home at Spark Arena this Friday night, taking on the Tasmania Jack Jumpers. It's been a long couple of years for the boys and their fans, but after a hard fall and desperately Close overtown loss to this at the start of the season against Melbourne United on Sunday. There is plenty to be optimistic about for the new season. And optimism is what our friend Tom Abercrombie has needed to have in spades of late after a rogue finger has called more time off the court for the tall black sky and break his legend. He's with us now while on dad duty. What a guy. Morning, Tommy. Morning, lads. How we going? Oh, appreciate it, mate. We won't hold you long. Give us the latest update. Can you see? Are you, are you one-eyed bandit? Are the kids running rings around you? Yeah, there's been plenty of nicknames thrown about, hey. Um, <laughs> but, no, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Like, the surgery worked and did its thing, and mm. vision will come back. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, they had to put this this air bubble in my eye, which uh, kind of just sits in behind my my retina and... It's kind of done its thing now that first five days when I was lying down and it was helping it, it wow. heal and um, now it just takes seven weeks for it to slowly, slowly shrink and um, disappear. But it's just like this uh, this bubble floating around in my vision which um, is very disorientating and mm. makes everything blurry and kind of reflective and um, it, it's, a, it's a weird feeling, hard, hard one to describe but... Um, I've had I've had quite a few people reach out who've had similar surgeries and um, share some share some stories. So that's been quite cool. Mate, all the best with the recovery, Tom. What's the latest on the return to play? Uh, yeah, look, I, I I can't fly for for seven weeks. Um, you know, if I, if I try and jump in a plane now, that the change in pressure would make that bubble essentially blow up, and I'd go blind in that eye. So definitely no flying for seven weeks. But um, the hope is that if it if it kind of shrinks enough that I can get you know some clear vision back in in that eye um, and be able to play again, and then I'll be able to play some some home games and um, you know contribute in that way. But uh, I obviously won't be able to jump on any airplanes for a little while. Mate, mate, look, just from listening to you, there, there must have been some genuine worried worriness from you, yourself, you know, like knowing that your eye and, and the unknown, like you could have potentially been blind. 
Yeah, no, it was pretty scary up there. Like it happened all the way up in um, bloody Darwin of all places, and uh, you know, got yep. rushed to the A and E there. Yeah, I've, I've been poked in the eye a lot worse than than this one, but um, I just had this like curtain over the top of my sort of field of vision. I couldn't see anything, and it was obviously a bit strange. And um, yeah, the specialist came in there and, and saw me. and was like, oh yeah, you know, you've you've torn your retina pretty bad, and um, yeah, he he wanted me to stay. Well, there was only two places in Australia that could do the surgery: Sydney or Adelaide. And wanted me to stay in Aussie to get it done, but you know that would have involved staying in Australia for two months as well. So luckily, there was a red eye out of Darwin at two o'clock in the morning. So I caught that and got back home essentially at the same time. The worry was that if that tear reached the centre of my field of vision, um, then you're in a lot more trouble. That that surgery becomes a lot more serious, and um, the chances of getting you know, full vision back um, are not so good. So I was lucky in a way that, um, you know, that tear was down the bottom of my vision and there wasn't too much fluid that had seeped in there. So, um, yeah, in a way it was good, but uh, obviously still, you know, for it to, for it to happen, um, you know, 30 seconds into pre-season game up there, uh, yeah, you feel a bit unlucky, but it is what it is, you know. Yeah, just take your time, Tom. Look after yourself. Make sure you're right before you come back. Um, as far as the break, breaking season goes on court, the last couple have been really testing for you guys. Uh, obviously, with the COVID and, and all the super tough environments, is there a bounce back this year on the cards? I hope so, man. Look, I think the signs were really good in that first game. The guys um, went out there and competed hard against Melbourne and um, you know, gave them everything. It was one of those games, you know, both teams kind of deserve to win and there has to be a loser. And unfortunately, we're on the wrong end of a couple of tough calls and, and over time. You know, one, they, they got a three off after the shot clock and didn't get reviewed. Um, but, you know, those things happen. Those are the kind of calls you get on the road, uh, at home rather, and um, now hopefully coming home we'll get some of those ourselves. But um, some really good signs in that first game, and I think we've got a, a team that is hungry and wants to compete and, and wants to lock down at the, at the defensive end, and, um, you know, that's a good recipe um, you know, for success, and you know, hopefully we can put together a really good showing. Um, you know, first home game in what is it, 500 days or something? Uh, this week will be really exciting. Oh, it's going to be awesome, mate. See the see the lads back home, Spark Arena, packed out. You've got the most uh, genuine and supportive fans going around. The Breakers fans, they really unite. Hey, just just quickly, in the off-season, was it more about on the court or was it more about focusing off the court to get the, the change, which we saw on Sunday against Melbourne United? It's so close. You've had some uh, new coach, obviously new uh, squad members coming in. What, what was the main focus in the, in the off-season? Um, yeah, a bit of both. Like we've got a very new group this year, um, and we really wanted to, you know, do that start from a, from a fresh slate, and um, you know, try not to have any hangover from the last couple of years. So, you know, Modi's come in and done a great job. You know, bring bring a lot of fresh energy in, and um, you know, really just start started to try and establish things from from the ground up. And I think in this league, uh, especially uh, when you're doing that, it, it really that foundation comes from um, how you play defensively. You know, the, the good teams and the successful teams in this in this league, um, they knuckle down, they get it done at that end, and that's so important. That's been a huge focus in the off season is what we're doing at that end, and um, you know we can do a lot a lot of things better from that first game, but we've got some some guys in this team who are you know really defensively minded and tough tough individuals who I think can lock down and, and play some really good defense because you know, we're on the road a lot just because we're home. You know, it, it doesn't make anything 
easier. Uh, you know, these road trips are, are not easy. Uh, we've got a, a heck of a schedule in October. Uh, and a lot of these games turn into, you know, ugly kind of battles out there. And I think we've got the kind of guys who are, you know, willing to get down in the trenches and, and um, do the hard work in those games, which is really important. Nice. And quickly, just for you go, what about these new American imports? Barry Brown Jr., Derek Pardon. They obviously had a, a pretty phenomenal first outing for the squad. What have they brought to, to, the, to the group? Yeah, I mean, that, those, those two guys were, were phenomenal in that first game. Um, it really showed you what they're capable of. You know, Barry... Barry's just a bucket out there, man. He, he can create his own shot whenever he wants. And um, Derek is just a, a fantastic presence in those pick and rolls, rolling to the rim and, and providing a great target for us and rebounding. You know, they, they, they played their roles very well in that first game. I don't think we've, we've seen the best out of, you know, Jarrell Brantley yet. Um, you know, he's a little quiet in that first game, but he's, uh, he's going to be so, so important for us. He's got, um, you know, a tremendous game that he's uh, just trying to unlock right now. And I think it's just going to, it's going to come together for him soon, and when it does, you know, those three guys together are going to be a wonderful combination for us. Hey, Tom, great to have you, mate. Just for one last one before we let you go. I don't know if you caught the 36ers game with the Suns yesterday, but they've absolutely poured it on <laughs> from deep. And I think I read the last time a, a non-NBA team won one of those preseason games was the Luka Doncic-led Real Madrid against the Thunder years ago like years and years wow. ago um you guys had a crack up there don't worry nobody put a poster on jaron jackson jr so you still hold that <laughs> mantle but are you pretty proud of the 36ers or do you get a little bit of competitive jealousy like oh i wish that was us oh look no i think in this instance it's uh it's nothing but respect for for what those guys did you know they went out and um, absolutely balled out, and as you said, they shot the lights out fifty-five percent or something from three for the game. You know, stepping into a an NBA court for the first time with that extra depth on that three-point line it's, it's a phenomenal effort. Um, I didn't watch the game, but I was I was trying to follow it as much as I could. And you kind of it's one of those ones you just keep waiting and keep thinking, oh, you know, the Phoenix is going to make a run. They're going to they're going to get back in this, and Adelaide just kept making shots. Um, and so, no, absolutely wicked for them. It's wicked for the league, like the flow and effect from that, and the um, the respect uh, for the league, which is already very high internationally, is just going to continue to to go up after a thing like this. And players and scouts and things, yeah, will even more so, understand that our league's becoming a real real pathway for guys to to get to the NBA. And you know, wouldn't be surprised if a couple of those. Those 36ers guys um, make that next leap because they've got a couple of imports there who are more than capable. Beautiful, Tom. Honestly, appreciate you coming on, mate. Um, well, we hope your luck changes and your your eye obviously returns to full health and you, you get back out on that court soon, mate. You're an absolute champion and you, you mean so much to that Breakers outfit. Welcome home. Welcome home. First Thanks, game mate. back <laughs> at Spark Arena. And we always appreciate you coming on the show, brother. Cool. Cheers, guys. Appreciate it. There he is, Tom Abercrombie, obviously. Yeah, I'm not surprised you didn't watch it, Louis. It'd be pretty hard to watch some tally at the moment. You're getting so that, nauseous. That, that, Imagine Cyclops. that, just a big, a big blur in the middle of your eye. Man, that would have been so scary. So scary. You have that every um, Super Rugby season, don't you? Which team do you reckon he supports in Super Rugby? Blue <laughs> uh, vision? Bad luck, so probably Blues, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kenzie, Izzy, how's this? Speaking of the 36ers, how's this for a stat? The Phoenix Suns 
total salary cap, and I know like a lot of them weren't playing, but just for context, the Phoenix Suns' total salary cap for this season coming up, US, $173 million. The Adelaide 36ers' players' salary cap for the season in, in Australian dollars, $1.7 million. Unbelievable. 173 versus 1.7 million. Obviously, wow. um, that's not, that's a bit of a kind of a fetch stat because it's not quite reflective. But that sums it up. And the Izzy, the other one is these players, Devin Booker and the, you know, the Suns guys, they're all genuine players in 2K on the logo of the Adelaide 36ers players as like a sponsor was the 2K logo. So like it's two different worlds, you know, it's two different realms. And for them to go in there, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of something like, it would be like a Heartland team. It would be like when South Canterbury played the Magpies, except imagine if the Magpies were the Blues and South Canterbury went in there and rocked them in preseason. Are they blowing up? Are they blowing up in America of what's what's happened? Like a, a, I saw something on ESPN and SportsCenter like a, NBL team just come over and beat the Phoenix Sun, who were like a year or two ago were pushing to an NBA title. So it's, um, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And they won't be happy. I saw a clip of the coach. He was chewing his nails and absolutely couldn't believe what he was witnessing. Look, it is one of those, uh, Louis. And that just shows, hey, when you get an opportunity to face the big timers, you know, I remember when I was at Lindisfarne, we got absolutely smoked. But Lindisfarne taking on Hastings boys, you just try and find that extra edge to go out there and get the job done. And you need a bit of luck, but you need to make, make that luck as well. And those players, they went out there and they just shot the lights out, give themselves a chance, Kimpy, and it all came off. How good? Kimpy has this. Is he has to go all the way back to school where rugby since the last time he played on an underdog. How good is that? <laughs> that's, what, that's, what, that's what happens when you're an elite athlete. An elite. That's won abs. everywhere you went. <laughs> no, I didn't win everywhere I went. Some people I, just have all the luck. Hawks Bay, okay. Hawks Bay taking on Canterbury in 2000. And, when was it? 2008, when they came down and Sona Tamalolo scored in the corner and they were playing Dan Carter, Brad Thorne, Richie McCaw, and we just lost by six points. That was my nice. Uh, example. Munster? Like what about Munster and the All Blacks? <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. No, that's good. And and I get it. Like, you take your opportunity. How cool if one of these guys yeah. gets picked thinking, or if they make the next leap? How? Oh, well, Luca Dockett, you know, coming through, like you just said. Um, you never know, mate. Like that movie, as he talked about, you know, with Adam Sadlow, he ended up, after he said that, I went straight home and watched it. Uh, about going around and looking for all that talent. You just never know where the next talent comes from. This year probably meant a little bit more to me. Warney was my partner for the last few years and a lot of us missed him dearly this year. And I know he was helping me out there today. And on top of that, my parents travelled up from New Zealand for four weeks and seen a couple of missed cuts and a withdrawal. So, um, yeah, pretty special to have them out here for, for a win. Yep, Ryan Fox had one of the biggest wins of his career at the Dunhill Links over the weekend. It was an emotional one for sure, getting it done for his great mate Shane Warne. Warney Fox is up live with Smithy after 9am, so stay tuned. But right now we've got his coach back on here. He's on the tools, Marcus Warehouse. Morning, brother. How you doing? Morning. Morning, Izzy. How are you, buddy? Yeah, good. Thank you, mate. Appreciate you coming on. I know you're a busy man. Just quickly... Um, Mate, what a, what a performance, Foxy, on that final day, getting the job done, mate. Is it uh, surprising for you? Uh, not really. Um, it's, mm. and, 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 and I, I say that in a, in a non-arrogant way. Um, look, it was, mm. it was, uh, he's been playing some beautiful golf this year, and, and, um, and really at the end of the day, for 
him, he, I mean, he probably could have won, you know, a couple more times this year. So, um, yeah. but he's, you know, he's learning from from those sort of situations, and uh, and I think that was, um, you know, evidence. Uh, yesterday, when you saw, you know, when you saw the other guy, the, the young um, English guy, Ranson, and sort of just not cope with that lead, and you know, that's what happens in golf. It's, it's there's a lot of mental stuff going on. So, the more yeah. you put yourself in that position, the more that um, it becomes second nature. And and uh, and Foxy, even though he was fighting, but you know, it was, uh, mm. it, was it was nice to see. Hey, Marcus, it's Kemper here, mate. Um, just. What do you think is is clicked? He's been there or thereabouts for for quite a while now. He's he's just put it all together, or is there something that he's been working on that's uh, you know really made him go out there and, and get the job done? Well, it's probably a combination of yeah. I mean, two or three things. I think the short game um, progression has really come on the last uh, two years, and, and I think there, there was a a technical shift, um, you know, sort of a year and a half, two years ago, but. It, but he sort of didn't really believe it, and uh, and I don't think he had that sort of performance that one, those one-off performances that that were showing those results. So um, I think that's been a you know a big part of it. He's actually just had some rounds where he's just gone out there and let it happen, and the, and the technical things come through. And you guys both know that you know sometimes the the game plan can be there, but it's just not gelling. Um, but it, you know, and then all of a sudden, click it goes, and then the confidence goes through the roof. And I feel that's what's happened. I think there's been some sort of regular stuff with with a swing as well with a guy up in, in London, which has helped him, um, and uh, and just sort of, you know, keeping everything on top and on track with what, you know, we're all doing. And, yeah, so I think there's probably a good good two combinations. And he's and he's a father, mate. I think he's, you know, he's perspective. You know, that, that's, a, yeah. that's a big part of it. And we all know as, as, you know, you start to realise where you sit in life and, and what you need to do and, and you've got others to look after. And, and it sort of adds fuel to the fire, doesn't it? Oh, it does. I, I can fully uh, relate to that. When I had uh, my first son, it just changed my whole perspective on life and put it into uh, reality. It's only sport at the end of the day, and you've still got a family to go home to and that will love you and cherish you every single time. Hey, quickly, he's got a ranking up to 25th in the, in the world. Hell of an achievement, and he's only going to get better and better. Is the horizon for Foxy changing every tournament he wins? It's yeah. I mean, look, it's amazing, eh? You know, to have a Kiwi at twenty-five in the world, I think, is pretty impressive. Um, so yeah, look, it's. It, it, I mean, his world's is oyster now, mate. In the next, you know, whatever. I mean, as long as he stays healthy, probably five, ten, you know, ten years um, to be able to create a a pretty special career um, and, and a and a place that sits around you know America, maybe. Um, mm. Who knows? You know, it's it's, uh, it's a pretty changing world out there, as we all know, um, with golf. Mm. Um, is, but yeah, so look, no, super exciting times. Is Trevor is Trevor banging his head on the table right now? No, yeah, look, that was disappointing, eh? But you know, as uh, as as we sort of talked about, mate, let's just go out there and and just make him regret it. But uh, and which is what he's done. So I don't think he's regretting it. But you know what I'm saying. Beautiful, mate. Oh, we'll let you go because I know you're a very busy man. But uh, just quickly, a uh, young up-and-coming golfer is making his debut next week at the Charles Tall Pegasus. Have you got any advice for him? 
Well, I tell you what, Pegasus is uh, she's a bit of a game planner, eh? Right? You got to got to sort of keep mate. What are you going to are you going to rip the driver out and do the foxy, or are you going to go sort of a little bit more conservative? <laughs> he wants to take no, it easy hey, on the push hey, Come on, come drive, on, Marcus. Driver all day, Marcus. <laughs> I remember work. you gave me. You remember at the All Blacks reunion when you gave me a little lesson outside when we were late and everyone was telling yeah, us to hurry up and you were giving me that just extend that front leg. I've been working on it. It's been working. Good boy, good boy. Well, pop it, mate. Just get out there and just and believe in yourself, brother. You'll be fine. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> hey, appreciate your time, awesome. mate. And uh, well done with all you're doing with Foxy. He's, he's absolutely flying at the moment. And uh, we, we really appreciate him on here and all your time this morning. Thank you, Marcus. No worries. Thanks, boys. Have a good day. There is Marcus Wheelhouse, coach for Ryan Fox. Yep, Trevor Ullman. Will be banging his head on the table, regretting that decision to leave 25th ranked golfer in the world, Ryan Fox, out of the President's Cup. And well, they got a hiding too. Hey, I wonder what I wonder what Cambo's. Um, they did get a hiding. That's a very good point. The, <laughs> to be fair, the Americans are a scary outfit. I wonder what Cambo's high rating ever got to, high ranking ever got to. I mean, 25 is. It's pretty Crazy. scary top level. That's that's like I mean everybody that's made a, what are our numbers? That's an extra couple what of zero, couple of triple quadruple zeros on the end of a live contract. <laughs> what a genuinely <laughs> Yeah. Like how many golfers there'd be millions of golfers in the world. So you you put that in perspective. Twenty five out of that many it's, it's crazy, it's fascinating. He he's already come out, Kempi, and he doesn't like the live golf situation. Um, he's not a big fan. We had him on the show a couple of months ago, actually, and he spoke about it. He's coming up with Smithy, so it'll be awesome to hear from, from Foxy. And awesome to see um, Grant Fox over there. I just read, I just seen a tweet. I just seen a tweet from Padraig Harrington. I don't know if you've seen it, but he's oh, talked about Graham? the Dunhill. He called him Graham Fox. <laughs> I was like, come on, Padraig. Get it right, bro. <laughs> like Graham Fox. Oh, that disrespect. Yeah, no, look, it genuinely is crazy. So he's overtaken um, Adam. So he's taken over for Adam Scott, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, and Abraham Answer in the in the wow. ring. Oh, he's just below. Sorry, he's just below Dustin Johnson and Abraham uh, Answer. But he's taken over Brooks Kepka and Adam Scott at 31-32. Major winners. Yeah, major, many a major winners. Like I think Dustin's four-time major winner. Like, mate, that is phenomenal. That is crazy. A young Kiwi golfer down here, Fox Tracker, who loves fishing and snagging kingies, getting the job done. Someone's come through. Canberra got to twelfth, yes. I think. So twelfth in the world. That's it. Oh, Goose and Matt, mm. bang on. So I'm just reading that here. So only three other Kiwi men have spent time inside the top fifty. In 1986 is when the world golf rankings became a thing. Uh, 2005, Michael Campbell peaked at 12. Frank Nombolo got as high as 21. And Danny Lee, yeah, that's what I was thinking. He got 34th back in February 2016. But since then, Ryan Fox is 25th in the world. That is so cool. And to have a a coach still in New Zealand Mm. talking about your pathways, Kempe, he's still got Wheelie doing the job for him. That's cool. It is, it's, you know, and um, Marcus must be like over the over the moon that he's got uh, his first win. But that top, because if you're saying top twenty five, and and say you're in the top thirty players in the world, and you're looking for a coach, well, Marcus Wheelhouse's name gets put up there as well, you know. So there's all mm. that ramifications around that top top twenty, top ten uh, as you as you go on, and and 
Mate, good on them. You know, Foxy, we're probably just about to see Foxy explode and become, you know, a Cambo and get down to that 10. Oh. He's going really well. I love this point about um, having having a kid because I've had my own experiences too, like with um, 2015, got dropped, and then my wife got pregnant, and it just changed my whole outlook on on life and sport and, you know, just, just probably relaxes you, you know, and, and you can see that with Foxy. He's just he's got his family over there traveling with him, you know, he's changing nappies in the morning and he's going out to the driving range and, and doing what he's doing. Oh, you can actually see the difference at his family. And, mate, like, you watch that, that 18th hole. Alex Noren drives off the deck. He needed an eagle to win it or to, to, to equal the lead. He drives it out of bounds. It hits the house and then bounces back onto the green. So all the luck. And you look at Foxy and he's just like, are you kidding me? You could just see the nerves. But he had nerves of steel, got the job done and, and did enough to win it, man. It was, it was awesome. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.